0: Hello again, and welcome to A Planet Beyond Shortcast. Today, I'm talking with David Tyndall. Now, David is Fugro's global product owner for geotechnical equipment. In this role, he leads innovation in many of the key land-based technologies used in Fugro. Dave, why don't you tell us about a couple of the exciting things you're working on at the moment?
1: We have two really exciting technologies out there at the minute: Deep Line and Deep Drive. So they were they were released a, a couple of years ago now, and uh, so we're we're working on the next generation of those pieces of equipment, which is really exciting.
0: For Fugro, this is big stuff, isn't it? because Fugro was founded on cone penetration testing. And you're involved in the next big technological innovative leap.
1: Exactly, yeah. So I think Fugro developed the first electrical cone. So the cones used to be very much mechanical. Now they're electrical, they have all sorts of sensors in. So Fugro was the first company to develop that. And also, there's been a lot of innovation in offshore CPT at Fugro over the last 20, 30 years. And in a way, land CPT has probably fallen behind. And so this is this is land CPT catching up with the marine using a lot of the technology that they've developed and bringing it, bringing it into the land environment.
0: We should probably take a moment to explain what CPT is.
1: Yeah, so CPT is cone penetration testing. So essentially we're pushing a an electrical cone into the ground and it take, there's sensors in the cone, so it's taking readings of the resistance on the tip of the cone and then the friction on the sides of the cone or the sleeve. Um, and then the combination of those readings kind of gives you the properties of the ground and the soil type can be inferred from that.
0: So, not something that everybody stumbles across at university or school. Now, how did you start?
1: Certainly not. Not covered at all at university, in fact. So, yeah, so I did a, a applied geology degree at university. People that do geology at, at university tend to go into three, one of three fields, which is engineering, or um, oil and gas, or hazards so working with earthquakes, volcanoes, etc. So I ended up in the engineering route, so I started as a as a geologist slash engineer for a, a geotechnical company in the UK. I did that for six months and then I got the opportunity to work on a CPT truck, just lending a hand basically. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the live data that you get from CPT.
0: But you later on chose to take an office job. Did you want to make that change?
1: Yeah, so there's lots of positives with, um, with working away, the, the travelling and, and all those the camaraderie that you have on, on jack-ups and vessels, meeting all sorts of people. But there are obviously some negatives that go with that, which is being away from, from home a lot, uh, missing out on things at home. But I, I was still very happy with working away when I got the opportunity to do this role that I now do. I was working actually as a CPT operator down in Brazil on our deep drive system and I met my predecessor in this role so he actually when he moved on he suggested I applied. So I thought I'd go for it. What The role in innovation sounded quite exciting.
0: What does a role in innovation actually involve then? Take us through that.
1: Yeah so it's the opportunity to develop the next generation of of equipment, improve the way that we do CPTs. As much as I enjoyed uh, the CPT and the live data and that was very scientific, to me the methodology was quite old-fashioned. A human being stood there manually lifting these rods on, screwing them on, I thought that, that. the methodology really could be updated. So it's quite exciting to have the opportunity to be part of that, to move towards more automated systems. So keeping people out of harm's way and uh, doing things better and quicker.
0: So how do you go about automating this system?
1: The system we have on on deep drive is called the, the CDS continuous drive system. So instead of a human being screwing one-meter rods on, which is the traditional way of doing CPTs. We have a coiled rod system, so the coil can go up to 110 meters in length, and uh, the CDS system pushes that coil into the ground. So as it straightens it up, it turns into a solid. It's quite difficult to imagine without seeing it, but this this coiled steel rod, once it's straightened up, is solid as as anything. Um, So that's all fully fully automated so the operator can be focused on the data that they're collecting but the actual method of pushing the cone into the ground is all done through an automated system.
0: Wow I think I recognize parts of that system from the offshore world. How were you able to bridge that gap between sea and land?
1: Exactly so that that CDS technology has been used offshore for 20 years, I think. We're using an updated version now, the newest version. But obviously you can't have a man on the seabed screwing rods on, so they had to develop a way of pushing deeper CPTs automatically. So so they've been using that for a long time. So we thought, how can we take that system and put it on a land unit that can track around and do the testing on land?
0: Well, let me, and, and excuse the pun, drill down on that for a second. I can understand automation brings safety advances, doesn't it? Because you're keeping people out of harm's way. As a former CPT operator, it must mean a lot to be able to remove that risk. But I'm also fascinated by the benefits to the customer in a faster, more systematic approach. What advantages do you see?
1: I suppose one part of that is human beings get fatigued. So if you're doing quite a manual job, you, you can only really work at a certain pace. So if you can automate those systems, in theory, you can work more efficiently. And so therefore you can complete the testing in a quicker time or do more testing in a day. And so that obviously brings big benefits to the client in terms of the schedule for their project
0: do you ever get back in the field and get back to see how other colleagues are using the equipment you've helped to develop?
1: From time to time, yes. I do like going back into the field. So last year, I spent four weeks um, back on a jackup, which was nice to be back in that environment. Um, So I I was learning more about our deep line system. Because I was sudden this was I was only what six months, five months into the role, so I was the product owner now for for Deep Line, and I'd never actually had chance to use it yet in the field, so that was that was really uh, really good, quite challenging, balancing, you know, operating the equipment on the jackup, but also I had a full-time job in innovation to look after as well, so it was incredibly busy.
0: share a bit more about what's coming next for you and the innovation team.
1: For CPT, we we're working on the next generation of the deep line and the deep drive. And we've got some other really interesting uh, products that we're working on.
0: Yes, I guess you can't give too much away. But let's look at one important issue that must be driving you and your team, our carbon footprint where where does your work tie in with our efforts to reduce that
1: yes and i think that is shared with every every company that's working on innovation in the world really you you can't ignore the fact that that is a massive issue so reducing carbon emissions and our carbon footprint is is very very high on the priority list and uh, yeah i think it it's it's very much easier to kind of balance your conscience if you're working for a company that's aligned with kind of where you sit in terms of um, climate change and those things as well. So it's uh, yeah, it's a really good time I think to be to be working at Fugro and and in this role especially contributing to the future.
0: And that's such a powerful motivation, isn't it? David, thank you very much for spending some time with us on this planet beyond shortcast. And thank you for listening. Until next time, be safe, be remarkable, be the difference.